Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast, Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, and the Catholic Combine, the pastor of St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Beaverton, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. So this morning when I arrived, I went into the sacristy and there was a post-it note. And the post-it note says, I'll read it in Spanish and then translate it. But, Tengo una pregunta en mi mente. Una pregunta que todos hacen. So in other words, it says, I have a question in my mind. A question that everyone has. But then there was never the question. It was just, they have a question. So anyway, I'm going to answer that question though. Because we all have questions, you know? And one of those questions is, why is there evil in the world? Um, why is it that there is tragedy? Why is there injustice? And uh, many people have written over centuries about that topic. And uh, the book of Job is an answer to that. And actually, uh, Pope now, St. John Paul II, had a nice little article on that. Uh, in addition, um, I thought a few years ago when the, the natural disaster happened with the hurricane in Haiti and the, or the earthquake in Haiti uh, that I would write a reflection on that as well. So I did put that up on the blog at the website. So if you go to the parish website, go to media, Father Mike's blog, I've got a, a further explanation about uh, why bad things happen. And to give you a short explanation of this, uh, that it seemed in Jesus' time that the vast majority of the people thought there was a direct correlation between anything bad happening and a particular sin you must have committed in order for that to happen. So when they saw this man born blind, they just assumed that either he did something or his parents did something in order for him to be born blind. And Jesus' response was that that no, he, it's not sin of him or his parents, it's so that the glory of God would be revealed. All right, so it is true that sometimes our sin does bring on consequences. So it's, it's no wonder, for example, if, if someone is violent, that violence will be done against them. If they participate in destructive or uh, evil actions or behaviors that there can be addictions and evil consequences or bad consequences that come from that. Uh, sometimes we have to live with our decisions uh, because of our sin that, that it is turning out that there is a certain consequence for that. Because we were designed to live in a particular way and God has given us instructions on how to live well in this life where we're created to live within God's will. And when we do that, things, generally speaking, go well. And when we don't, things don't go well. But there is a, a different category. And Jesus also spoke about this in, in several ways. Uh, but, but there are times when there are what we call physical evils, not moral evils, not evils that are a consequence of sin, but just things that happen that seem to be even random that are tragic and there are injustices and there are tragedies that happen that aren't connected to a particular sin and these are the ones that are most difficult to explain but there is something that can be said about them uh, for example John Paul II when he was writing about this he said that 
sometimes there are physical evils that happen so that we can do something about it, so that we can show some mercy and some compassion and show some works of mercy in response to that. So it's an invitation. So sometimes there's an invitation that exists uh, for us to show compassion. Uh, also, it's, it's a participation in the suffering of Christ. Now, this might sound a little vague or theological, but in Jesus' own day, that he went to the cross and he suffered horribly and he was totally innocent, he's the son of God, uh, that there was nothing he did that should have led to that type of injustice and that type of tragedy. Yet we can look at the full story of that. His death and his resurrection showed how he conquered sin and death and it was a way for God's glory to be revealed. And so sometimes uh, that there can be some sort of injustice or tragedy that happens that in the end, God's glory can be revealed in a way that is much greater than we could have ever imagined. And this is another thing that, that we can hold on to when we're in the midst of some kind of suffering or injustice. And then also it reminds us that this world is broken, that it is not perfect. And until Jesus comes again and restores all things in himself and we have the new heavens and the new earth and the, and the recreation, uh, until that happens in its completion that that we will have to be suffering the effects of original sin that yes Jesus's death and resurrection conquered it but it hasn't been fully culminated until he comes again and so we're in this in-between time and during that time it's a reminder that that yes we do need to place our hope and our trust in something greater than ourselves that ultimately God's justice will prevail if not fully in this life then it is something that will happen in the life to come. And so we can live according to that hope. So there are some of those answers that we have when it comes to why bad things happen and how a Christian response is, but ultimately it comes down to who are we going to trust? Are we just going to take an apathetic approach and say, well, that's the way things are and there's nothing that can be done and it doesn't, it's just kind of fate? Or are we going to say that, well, as, as someone who has... Uh, hope in something greater that God is all-powerful and in the end he will accomplish his goal and overcome these tragedies and these evils if not in this life or but in the next. There's another part of this story that I want to talk about briefly and it, it may seem like an odd little detail that Jesus took some dirt, he spits in the dirt, makes clay and puts it in the blind man's eyes. And uh, for anyone who wants a demo of that, after Mass, I'd be willing to, to give it a shot on you. you know, but it's, it's kind of a folk remedy to a certain extent because there was, in, for example, in the Talmud, which was a Jewish work that happened uh, after the time of Jesus, there was an explanation that the saliva of the firstborn can be an agent of healing. Uh, personally, I'm glad my brother didn't know this. You know, but. But anyway, it was just one of these things that were commonly thought. And what that means is that when Jesus was doing this, he was, he was doing a demonstration of a prophetic action because he is the firstborn. He's the eternally begotten son of the father. And so when he's doing this action, that people should have been able to see that, that he is acting with some sort of authority. And he's doing that as the son of God. Uh, they may or may not have got that, but we, looking back with the fuller context, we can understand that he is acting as a prophet, 
and he's also acting as the son of God in, in, a, in a divine way by doing that healing. But I think it also says uh, an additional thing, that it's very common in people's spiritual lives that they, they have this understanding that, well, okay, there's God and he's beyond me somewhere in the spiritual world, and then there's this world, the physical world where I live, and there's no connection between the two. But that's not the case. Uh, all we have to do is look at Jesus himself. Here Jesus became a human being, lived among us as a three-dimensional physical human being. And so that means God breaks into our world, into our physical world as well as our spiritual world. Um, that's the reason why we have sacraments, for example. You might notice that we use things like bread and wine and water and baptism and bread and wine in the Eucharist. We have oil that we use. We have these sacraments which are earthy things that God enters into in that sacrament for the sake of our salvation. Uh, in addition to that, um, it's something that happens in the Bible because God chose to enter into our world through language. It enters into, he enters into our lives through relationships. Uh, the sacrament of marriage, for example, is the, is the exchanging of vows and the physical thing of that sacrament is the couple. And so God breaks into our world continually and if we always have this conception that the spiritual world is separate from the material world, then we're going to miss how God acts in our world in our present time. And that's something for us to keep in mind, that God is with us in all ways, at all times, and we can see his presence in our physical world as well as the spiritual world. All right, the last thing that I wanted to mention is how this blind man came to his faith. Because you may have noticed that it didn't happen all at once. It's not like there was this great miracle and then he says, you are my Lord, my God, Jesus, and he worshipped him, right? It didn't happen that way. And this actually is an insight into our human nature. That we would like to believe that as human beings that we would experience some great miracle and we would instantly believe fully in the power of God. But that's just not what tends to happen. Because... This miracle happened and many miracles happened in the time of Jesus and only a handful of people were there at Jesus when he was on the cross. In addition to us, many of us have experienced miracles. It didn't necessarily mean that we were instantly transformed into a committed disciple of Jesus. And you may have even noticed miracles happening in the lives of others, but they didn't necessarily respond. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but there's something Something needed much greater than just a, a, a sign or, or a miracle. And we can see that this particular man, that he was growing in his faith because he was open to it and God was continually working in his life. So at first when they asked him, you know, well, who is this man who did this? He just said, the man Jesus, you know, so he calls him a man. Man Jesus did this to me, he did this, and then he healed me, and now he can see. And then a little later on, he says, who do you think he is? And he, and he says, oh, he's a, he's, he's a prophet. And so now he's gone from man to prophet. And then later on, the Pharisees continue, and the Pharisees say, um, oh, then he asks the Pharisees, oh, do you too want to be his disciple? You know, so now he goes from man to prophet to being his disciple. And then at the very end, he worships Jesus. You know, so there's a bit of a progression that's happening here. So while he becomes more and more open to seeing the ways of God in his life, the Pharisees who should have known better, 
they were becoming more and more blind. And so there's a certain irony in there. But I think there's also this, this invitation. And the invitation is to never think that we've got God all figured out and we're done and we're just going to put ourselves on autopilot and kind of cruise on through this life. Because there's always something more that can be discovered, always something deeper when it comes to our faith that can be revealed by our God. And the more we're open to that, the greater it is for us as people of faith because we see God working all around us and it helps us to be able to commit to him and to his ways and then enter into that relationship with a great spirit of faith and worship just as we saw in this man born blind. So maybe in this week we might want to consider just a few of those things. The first is to be people who trust that one way or another, regardless of what happens, whether there's tragedy or whether there's injustice, that God's ways will prevail and his justice will prevail and he will overcome all things, if not in this life, but in the next. And it's also a reminder that he continually enters into our world. So we want to be open to the ways that he wants to enter into our world so we can be open to that. And then finally, just to have the attitude that we're never done in this life, that there's always a deeper sense of the profound ways that the Lord can work in our lives and help us to be people of faith. Wherever we happen to be, that we can move from one stage to the next and eventually get to that point where we are his committed disciples and we worship him in spirit and truth. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.